So how are you doing? Are you are you doing okay? Uh I would I would like to say yes, but really a couple things have happened over here. Uh oh, just just uh on Monday, um my uncle Pete finally passed away. Uh after a very very, very long illness. It was it was fine. He went very peacefully and but uh I kind of got uh fired a little bit uh, from my my wonderful meat inspection job because I, I I'd missed a lot of work uh, to kind of take care of him there at the end. There was, there's just no one else in the family. Um, and I just, I, I didn't do it right. I didn't do, I didn't do it correctly taking the time off. And it, it was one of those situations where you just, look at yourself in the mirror as an adult and think, you know, how, with all my information, with all my life experience, how many more times am I going to just ridiculously and stupidly miscalculate something or just make a bad call? And I, you know, if I had played things a little bit wiser with work, with the work situation and getting the time off, I, this wouldn't have happened. So now I'm uh, at the, sort of loose ends, but, but something very, um, something sort of interesting happened with old uncle Pete. Um, he was, a he was actually an oceanographer, I guess. Is that the term? You know, he studied the oceans, uh, all his life. That was his, his profession. He was a professor, great guy. It was him. So at, at the age of, I think eight, I, I, I hadn't met him at all. Uh, first time I met him, he took me into New York City to the Strand bookstore. Have you ever been to the Strand, New York City? I haven't. I want to go. Yeah. I've heard much about it. Yeah, it's it's just a sea of <laughs> a sea of used books and to an eight year old kid. So he took me there, and I remember he said to me, you know, he he held a, his thumb and forefinger up in, in a sort of like a thickness gesture and said, "Okay, I want you to go find a book." But then he 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 spread his hands apart and said, and then I want you to find another one and another one and another one. And I want you, I don't want you to come back until you have this many books. And he held his, you know, his hands up like this. And, and you know, the offer was he was just sending me out to buy basically as many books as I wanted. He, he set me loose in the strand. He did not follow me around. He just went off because he had books of his own to look up. And I got lost. I got lost in the strand bookstore just wandering around. And eventually I did stumble out of there with this pile of, of books and he paid for them. And I, you know, what, what a magical person this was to do that for me. I'll never forget that. Maybe that had something to do a lot to do with my love of used bookstores, but you know, of all the people that I, I, I wish I'd told more about the store, our store, uh, I wish I had told him about it long ago, but I kind of waited and it really wasn't until toward the end. And he was, he was on a lot of pain meds and, and other medications. And um, just about two weeks ago, I started to tell him about our store. I started to tell him all the details that you and I have discussed because I just, you know, I was spending a lot of time with him at night and I didn't know what to say. He, he, he could only just kind of lie there and, and listen. And I just, started talking and talking. And eventually I, I told him, I told him about the mysterious bookstore and uh, he would nod and smile. I you know he had a great appreciation for such, thing, for such things, but he wasn't 
he wasn't really even able to talk that much then. I do have a good feeling. My, I think I'll have a good memory always. The last time he laughed, I think I it was I who made him laugh because. Um, do you remember? So in in the store, there was this shelf of um, sets of encyclopedias, a long, long shelf, long one wall where you could buy an entire used set used sets of encyclopedias. There was like the Funk and Wagnalls. There was. Um, and, you know, completely unaffordable, but I always thought that was the coolest thing ever to have my own set of encyclopedias someday. And uh, I was telling him that uh, on one of my visits to the store, I remember it, it was the world book. It was the set of world book encyclopedias, which doesn't really seem to exist outside, you know, junior high schools as far as I know. But you know how um, and there was the, you know, what, what looked like the complete set and it had been there for a couple of times, uh, you know, way over out of my league financially. But then I went in one time and you know how a lot of encyclopedia sets, they have to kind of split the S's and the T's into two separate volumes. So you have like SA through, you know, SP and then SP through SZ. Yeah. Because there's, there's so many, right. so many <laughs> things. Too much. I remember going in, going into the, into the store and like one of the S volumes was missing. And the price on the price uh, piece of tape for the whole set had been like slashed in half. And I thought, oh my God, did, did someone, someone walk off with half the S's and ruining ruining this set of world book encyclopedias? And that I'm fairly confident that's what actually happened. Um, I, I told my uncle that toward the end and I remember he, he, he laughed just a little, you know, his eyes were closed, but he laughed at that. But uh, the strangest thing of all is, you know, I was just telling him, you know, all the details that we've gone over. And um, I think toward the end, you know, he, he was in hospice. He was kind of sort of in and out. And then, um, I, I don't know, I said something about, again, I was describing like the cover to him, that, that picture on the cover of the country road at night, as I recalled it. And I think I may have said to him, like, yeah, I, I just, we've kind of given up on, on trying to find this book. It's just not going to happen. I was in the room alone there for him. With, oh, it had, had to have been another 15 minutes of just silence. The TV was on in the corner of the room with no real volume. It was some game show. And you know, so for the last half hour, I'd been talking about the bookstore. After this 15 minute gap of silence, his eyes were still closed. And then he said, has anyone told Elizabeth Bell? Uh, and, you know, this sentence meant nothing to me. Because uh, he, he, he would say a lot of random things. A lot of old memories would come into his, his head and um, he would just sort of say them. Uh, it, it all meant nothing. It was, it was the drugs. It was, it was the illness. But uh, the night after he died, I was sitting there just watching TV and um, I, I sort of sat bolt upright thinking of that name again. Do you remember? Okay. If you think to the front of the paperback, um, do you remember a dedication page by chance? I don't. I, my, my mind's kind of scrambling and like I want to land on a detail that I, but I, I honestly, I, I don't really remember. Okay. Because it's it just it's suddenly like like a lightning bolt that shot into my mind. This book is dedicated 
to Professor Elizabeth Bell. This sentence just shot into my mind. I thought, oh my God, that's what the dedication page was in the book. And I was so sure of it in that moment. I, I you know, my hands were almost tingling. And then a couple hours went, past, went by and I thought, and, and I became less and less confident of this uh, until a couple of hours went by. I'm like, okay, why, why don't I even think that? But, but the, that, that sudden burst of feeling was so strong, Professor Elizabeth Bell. So off to Google, I went. And you know, that name is so maddeningly, maddeningly vague. I did find a Professor Elizabeth Bell. She was a professor at Goucher College outside of Baltimore. She died in 2007, a professor of chemistry. You know, he, he knew a lot of people in the academic world. Maybe this random thing that he said was, um, you know, had to do with uh, some woman that he, that he knew. But <laughs> for some reason, I, I just, I was able to see the dedication page in my mind so vividly that um, you know, I thought maybe my uncle ha- had never revealed that he he knew the book I was talking about. I had described it, yeah, a lot of it to him, but but you know, I thought no, that's 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 ridiculous. It was just the drugs and this. So this Professor Elizabeth Bell thing in my mind, um, I guess it's another, I guess it's another dead end. But it was a, it was a strange moment. Um, and you know, rest in peace, Uncle Peter. Good guy. Good guy. Wow. That's kind of amazing. I, um, gosh, when you were talking about (laughs) those encyclopedia shelves, yeah, I was, I was kind of getting a vague uh, visual of them. And I, something I always liked about them, it's, it seemed like whatever the, uh, the cover does, you know, the design, the visual design was on those sets. They were, they were always like, there, there, there was always a bit of gold somewhere. So they would kind of, depending on where the light was coming from, they'd kind of, um, oh, you know, shine is a little strong, but, uh, but they just seemed to kind of, there were, there were spots in the spines that would glow. Yeah. Can you imagine like being stuck with a complete set of encyclopedias that didn't have a little gold, gold leaf action somewhere? It, that's, that's just, no, you, you, ha- yeah. that was, you have to, otherwise what, what, what it's are you It's not doing? right. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, I have to ask fired a little, a little bit. Is that, is that what you, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. I, it, it was, it was kind of sad. It was one of those situations where my boss, um, clearly was not so good at uh, doing this. So there was actually about 10 seconds of confusion, whether what, what he was saying to me, uh, okay, I, I'm I'm being fired. Okay. So I made it easy on him and I just kind of, oh, it was, it was a bad scene. It was a bad scene, but yes, kind of, kind of, sometimes (laughs) in life you're simply kind of fired. Have you ever been, have you ever been sort of kind of fired? Oh yes. As a matter of fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have a work is sort of stranger than it has been most of my life. I, I had sort of an uh, a relationship or entanglement that was quite intense. And I, you know, somehow I just feel I, I, that it, 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 it was so, it changed me as a per- like I don't even feel like I'm the same person now. It, it was such a such a, a such a 
seismic shifts. You know, I was always so kind of a <clears throat> looking back, I think I, I was always a bit cocky about depression issues that were in my family that I, that I, I kind of um, had a different temperament and that I escaped those. And now I feel like that was also foolish because it was easy for me to say then, and now I just don't know what's happened. I, I feel like now I, I understand all of the things that I didn't take seriously before. And now I just feel kind of, I, I feel kind of um, broken and I feel completely clueless and, and unsure about how to even, I kind of have been working um, instead of, you know, one kind of steady job. I've been, I've been trying to work a lot of different smaller kinds of jobs. I like the idea that I'm not uh, as beholden kind of to, to any one of them because it's, that stuff is harder for me to handle now. Um, I, you know, even even though I, I feel very lonely, I also, you know, having sort of um, the friendships is also, is also weirdly troubling to me in ways that I, I don't like. I'm not sure what's happening to me. I, sorry, I, I guess I, I guess I just I, I was assuming that issue is kind of, it seems kind of tied up in work for me. And oh, yes, I have been I have been fired and fired a little bit and fired a lot. <laughs> over the past uh, few years and also when you were uh <laughs> you're talking about you know imagining that someone you know someone walked off you know with the s volume it reminded me of once i remember being at the bookstore you know, and it was one of those times, as we've discussed, that I felt like it was, at least in the moment, it was really unattended. I sort of went around and, gosh, that that book, that collection that we keep talking about, I, I really, I thought, you know, I just, I, this, this is mine. This really belongs to me. This is like, I was put here for it. Like, I just felt like such a sense of, I this book was put here for my eyes and in this moment in time I am I mean it's it's just there's no one else who's appreciating this more than than me who is poised to understand uh its specialness more than me I I had the same I had the same thoughts <laughs> I, I felt I yeah. felt entitled to, to that book it was just maddening that it was inexplicably so expensive right I, Yes. And, you know, in a way, I mean, it, in some ways, in some ways it, it parallels this, this um, kind of relationship I, I mentioned that was so um, disruptive. Um, you know, I felt similar things about that. It was like, <laughs> there's no way this isn't for, for, for me. Uh, and, and that this, you know, was supposed to happen and all of that. And so when you get that feeling, I mean, it's like, you know, it's illogical, but it's, it's like, you, you can't not, uh, you, there's just kind of like almost no fighting it, you know? Um, and so I actually, oh gosh, I put, I actually went as far as to make the decision and I, I put, you know, I kind of did baby steps. I, first of all, I put the, I put the book in a bag that I had with me, mm. but I didn't leave. I didn't move yet. I stayed right there. You know, I didn't know who was watching or I just had no idea, but I was, I was just, my heart was racing and I put it in a bag and I, and then I decided, okay, I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'm going to go around the 
corner of the shelf. I'm going to approach the the you know the 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 steps, the kind of uh, shaky sort of ladder kind of steps that le- that almost you know that led up to this area where this book was, and I heard a strange sound behind me. It was like I remember it sounded kind of like a a hiss, but it, but it wasn't really a hiss. It was like something like brushing across um, the floor or like a surface kind of like kind of kind of fast. And I, I turned in kind of an awkward, you know, way. And I, I swear to you, not only did I, at the same time, I, I rolled my ankle. And then at the same time, I somehow, my head hit the side of the shelf hard enough that I like I saw stars and I don't I mean it's funny to say I don't remember anything because I mean this is so long ago but I mean I really hit my head hard and I rolled my ankle really hard and I I didn't I I just thought oh my I all of a sudden I was in a lot of pain and very disoriented I knew that uh or I assigned it to be a sign that I should uh you know as much as I might want it and just know that no one else could want it as much as I, as I did the order of thing that was not the order of things. And I, and I had to, um, I had to put it back and, and leave alone and, and, and leave uh, without it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I have never heard a more, a more incompetent. So not only did you fail <laughs> that you physically <laughs> injured yourself with yep. no one watching you know, you, you when you when you recognize a sign, <laughs> and you kind of take possession of it. I mean, that's when you you move on it, and 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 you're supposed to be rewarded for be for being bold and for following your heart, as they say. Well, <laughs> you know that leads you into trouble. That leads you into uh, you know it, it's 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 a lie, kind of. Um, I I used to think it wasn't, but now I feel like. I know. Sadly, I mean that's one of the things going on in my life. I feel like I can't. The things that I have decided to walk toward, you know, damned the uh, the 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 danger or what have you. You know, I have the courage. I, I had the courage to do that, but now I just feel like that is foolish, and I don't really necessarily want to go on living a life where I don't believe that anymore. You know, it's I I don't quite know how to reconcile all these these conflicting things yeah I've, I've almost been thinking that um maybe we're almost talking about the store too much i mean we're on our i guess this is like our fifth call about it and uh maybe um we've kind of exhausted uh what we can realistically do and we just need a little bit of a little bit of a break because i, I you know i'm i'm seriously thinking of i i think i need to change some things about my life i think i'm kind of using this job thing and maybe my uncle passing away. I think I want to use that as some sort of signal to do something. And this has kind of been part of it, talking to you about, about the store. This it's, it's been, it's been factoring into my decision to make something, make something happen, get away. And um, I don't know where we go from here on, on the store thing. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't think um, that really in a position to go, try to find return to Trapper and it's just not going to happen right now. So um, do you think we should just leave it off for now and 
I don't know if we have any other thoughts about it. We can pursue it again, or should we just kind of let it let it ride? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I maybe. Where does unbelief begin? When I was young, there were degrees of certainty. I could say, "Yes, I know that I have two hands." Then one day I awaken on a planet of people whose hands occasionally disappear. Anne Carson, the Glass Essay. Have you seen? He burst from his apartment like a spring-loaded thing. He had to get out. He had work, and it was always there, and he had to get out. So we walked. He walked down the street. The sun was fighting that day. It fought for everything. It fought for everything and took everything for granted. That spoiled, sizzling coin. And of course, we, or at least he, must really take a hard look at our adopted frames of reference because if we are comparing the moon to the sun, or for that matter, the sun to a coin, We've wandered so far off the good and solid track, we might as well be dying. Anyhow, that day his steps were light. His new shoes weren't rubbing at all. The air was sticky, shedding subtropical off the Atlantic and Chesapeake Bay and the Potomac River and the York. Some called it Goldilocks, the climate. Not too hot, not too cold. It was, at least in that time of year, like a damp sponge you drag an envelope across. He came upon a street lamp pole with a homemade eight and a half by eleven sheet of light lime paper stuck with a clear, brittle, off-brand packing tape. Across the top in an undecorative, utilitarian, italic slant it read, Have you seen me? There was a picture of a gray cat with white paws by a spider plant on a table by a window. My name is Riceroni, it said. I will respond to that name or to Sam. He sighed. He hated to see that. He knew firsthand the pain of losing a pet, the pain of a hungry ghost, a pain like pins and bread. He kept walking past the diner with the odd hours and the schoolyard with the bluebird mural by the courts. As he passed the outer chicken-wire border of the dog park, he came upon another street lamp sign. Have you seen me? This one also said. This time, the photo was a yellow dog. Actually, there were two photos, one with a brown stick and one a red ball in its teeth. He noted the choice made to make the photos smaller, less eye-catching, to accommodate the two in the limited space. It might have been a hard choice, because you have to sometimes make them, when it's cruel, when it means something, when it counts. And those choices can rip you to shreds. But to the maker of this one, of this taped-up sheet, it was important for those who gazed upon it to understand the difference. The difference between the dog with a stick and that same dog with a ball, like it offered two distinct angles. 
different pictures of its soul, whether you could see a divide. My name is Peanut Brittle, it said, but I come to the name Boy. He hated to see that. He'd had a dog when he was young. It was a light mottled brown and had green-gray eyes that shone. But he kept walking, past little brick bungalows aping the frames of his own apartment rows. But these were condos and were, even at their shrunken size, too expensive for him. As he passed the school with the chimney where the Swifts flying south took refuge during the whole of the month of September, whirling cyclone-style in at dusk like a sky of little Tasmanian devils, he came upon another sign. Have you seen me? It said. There was a picture of a man in a kitchen holding tongs. He wore a backwards cap and beamed with mock intensity, eyes like a speck field on the sea. Last seen at Laird's Tavern, or Oyster Pond Presbyterian Church. I may be under the influence. I may be despaired. I am a kind man. My name is Trevor. I sometimes go by champ. He stopped. He thought of the sort of people he might more often see on such a poster, as for a pet. Women and girls, those we label early, those we discard. Regarding all that he could know about such things, he understood the same as many did. In a way. A decorative hint. But still, all the same, he hated to see that. He walked on. Past knives by the industrial fence. Past the highway overhang the grease-pit windmill of coffee and eggs, and he came upon another sign. Have you seen us? This time, the photo was a family, snapped in a yard, possibly a summer's day, possibly a barbecue, possibly a holiday with sugar and chips and cardboard plates and Big, teal, flapping sheets of tissue over folding tables hauled in cars. They all posed together but awkward, and didn't seem to know how to stand or how to smile. But what a way to gather up fear and violins. What a way to stare down love. Because everyone fails, whether they know it or not. He knew he was one of them, somewhere in his heart. But life was not admitting that and stopping, not for anything, not for gold. And he went on down the road and came upon another sign. This one a pound, this one a chunk of flesh. Have you seen this? It said. There was a map picture, a picture from above, an aerial view. It looked like someone had taken a picture of a map and then someone took a picture of that picture. It was a portion of a city map, like a slice. He stepped closer. It was this neighborhood, his neighborhood.
Since moving there, he'd always had trouble keeping track of all the names of all the neighborhoods. Perhaps it was because he came from somewhere smaller, somewhere that didn't have names for neighborhoods. As soon as he mastered the major ones, the major arcana in the deck of neighborhoods, new names appeared. In the talk of the town, in the daily news, did people only know the name of their own neighborhoods? He had a sense that they knew everything. Everyone knew everything except him. And then he saw it was a language, a shorthand he'd never really learn. But he knew the name of his neighborhood. After all, he'd lived there ten years. And this was the name of his neighborhood. Have you seen this? It said. His breath hitched on some hook. Have you seen this? What in hell, he thought. He gazed around, suddenly dizzy, and felt the sidewalk buck and turn like an unbroken beast, like an earthquake in afternoon, making streets wave. Have you seen this? The air was sliding down, and the light had turned a sick blue cream, thickening, turning to curd. He felt a scraping sensation, like his feet were shifting on a belt or a wheel of sand sluicing away. He thought of the girl he once loved so hard he saw stars. He found he was backing away. He looked up and saw a jagged bird, big and hurt and flapping, panicked in electrical wires. It seemed like black crumpled paper in a transparent pie. A Jesus in a cake of kings.